The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 29th of April, 2010. Another month is gone, amazingly. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Markland Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, welcome back to the air. Well, thank you ever so much. It is a pleasure to be here as always and, uh, and good to chat with my buddy Jim. Well, as, as I explained to the audience last week, you had your priorities all screwed up and we're doing important client work. Oh, but, uh, no, people. <laughs> yeah, I know. This week, though, clearly you got your, your, your eye on the ball. Screw the clients. <laughs> Let's do radio. Let's it's, do it. It's been, a, uh, it's been a pretty bouncy week. Um, I guess the first thing on my radar screen is, well, my own wimpiness. <laughs> You want to hear about it? Wimpiness? Yeah, man. This is like, okay, this is like, you know what? Jim fail. Major mea culpa here. So, Facebook introduced the open social graph last Wednesday, I guess, like, you know, a week ago yesterday, a week ago today. Mm-hmm. And, or a week ago yesterday, sorry. And um, like many other people, um, especially in the technical side of, of the industry, I started freaking out, you know, considering the serious privacy implications of the open social graph and you know I, I outlined a lot of my concerns on, on the show last week and I've still got them and so you know following following Matt Cutts's lead I self-importantly uh, write that I'm giving Facebook a couple of days to uh, you know get it together on the open social graph to realize that while it's an amazing marketing tool it's a terrible social mistake and uh, either that or I was going to deactivate my Facebook account. And I gave them until yesterday, until Wednesday. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yesterday arrives. I uh, desperately searching the news and all my RSS feeds and trying to find some give on Facebook's part so I won't have to deactivate my account because really, I've got a lot of followers and, or i got a lot of friends on Facebook and... It's an amazing tool, and I do a lot of social media marketing for a couple of clients in the background, and I really rely on Facebook, and I just couldn't do it. I wimped out. I couldn't deactivate my account. (laughs) Uh, Well, I've always, I mean, I've always just taken the approach and and the, the, the attitude towards Facebook that everything that I do there is public. I mean, this is, let's, let's be honest, this isn't the first time that we've had privacy concerns from Facebook. I mean, heck, Canada had to stand up and say, no, uh, you, you need to make these changes. This, you know, we've had problems before. One has to assume that we can have problems again. Um, you know, I know when I'm really doing virtually anything from status updates to deciding what events I'm, I'm going to be, you know, saying, yes, I'll, I'll attend this event to. 
Um, I basically ask myself, do I want the world to know this? Sure. I mean, you know, the world with 90% of my status updates uh, doesn't care. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, do I mind if the world knows, hey, I'm mountain biking in Whistler? No, I don't mind. In fact, I probably put up pictures on it. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I don't know, and then maybe this is, is, is me being a little little hard on some people, but I don't know who, or and hopefully not you, Jim, um, who it is that thinks that this this world, that they can let this information out into the world and somehow it's safe and protected from them. Um, I'm not sure how that mentality came about being. For sure, these companies have to protect um, certain aspects of our privacy and certain aspects of um, who we are and, and this sort of thing. But at the same time, we have to take some, you know, this isn't a, uh, you know, a kindergarten, right? We have to take some responsibility for our own actions and go, when I say to Facebook, hey, here's all of my personal data, while I'm doing that, I have to ask myself, do I want a third party to have control of this data? And if the answer is this data is not something I want in the hands of a third party, I only want to tell Billy this, well, maybe I should email that to Billy. Or, better yet, maybe I should call Billy up, <laughs> right, rather than going through this this third party that, that will now control it. So, um, Well, I, I see the big problem, Dave, is not that were, you know, knowingly or unknowingly, uh, naively or well-informed giving our information away. It's just that no matter how well-informed one might be, I don't think it's possible to truly understand the implications of this much transparency of almost every facet of your life as or your digital being. Um, uh, well, I don't know. I mean... You know what? We got an action-packed show today. I'd love to debate this all day, but we have an exclusive interview with SEO mom Jillian Musig on her new show coming up on Webmaster Radio, um, CEO Coach. And later, later on, at the half-hour mark, we have controversy. Controversy, Dave. Controversy. Lots of controversy. We have... Edward Lewis, Alan Blywith, and David Harry, a.k.a. The Gypsy, talking about how the SEO community deals with controversy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That'll be fun, huh? That is going to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. Um, now, was this, was this your subtle way of saying, Dave, we need to shut up, we need to go to break so that we can get to it? No, we have we have exactly two minutes before we have to go to break. I mean, I, I want the audience to know we've actually got this timed to a science today. We worked on this one after last week's. Okay, like, then um, I'm going to put out my reminder. I'm going to eat up about thirty seconds of that and say, if you're using, you probably got your notice, but if you're using FTP with Blogger, you've got like two days. <laughs> so, so uh, get get your get your exit strategy together um, and and get your blog moved. Do you know of any uh, tutorials for, any, for webmasters out there who know they need to take this action but aren't exactly sure what to do? You know what, I'm actually going to be, and hopefully it will be by the end of the day, um, we're, we're right in the process of, of merging everything over into uh, WordPress right now. 
um, on our on our site. We've tested out a couple different ways. Looks like it's going to work. Um, so once I've confirmed, hey, totally smooth, and here's what I had to do to my template. Here was my before. Because I'm actually going to post in. Here was my before blogger template. Um, here's what I've had to do with the new template. Um, I'm going to put up a, a large tutorial. But um, for those who are just too impatient, um, you know, you can just Google um, convert blogger to WordPress. And uh, and you're going to come up with with a few tutorials, um, and there's actually some good WordPress plugins that will actually maintain um, your URLs, so you won't have to have to go through and, uh, and and rename everything and deal with all the 301s. I mean, always good to double check, and I certainly will be when we when we go live. But um, there's some good plugins that that'll that'll grab that and, and do it for you to make sure you you don't end up with an absolute disaster. So um, so yeah, but. I'll be uh, I'll be blogging it, Jim. I'll let you know, and, uh, and uh, you know probably hit the hit the chat room, and uh, as soon as it's done, um, I'll post a link into some of the information into into the Webmaster Radio chat room. Brilliant. And on that, that was about two minutes. So, friends, stick around. We have a great show coming up. Our first segment, we have uh, Jillian Musig, aka SEO Mum, talking about her uh, new show on Webmaster Radio and some stuff that uh, people at the business end of the business really ought to be thinking about. But the real fun begins at the 30-minute mark when we go all controversy all the time with Edward Lewis, Alan Blaywith, and David Harry. Friends, this is Webcology on Webmaster Radio. It's Thursday, April the 29th, 2010. Stay tuned. we got some real fun coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even from a quick state of the art tracking. formulated for web 2.0 SEM synergy live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 29th of April. It's the end of April already. Can you believe it? But from halfway across the world, we have on the phone from live from Hong Kong, SEO mom herself, Jillian Musay. Jillian, welcome to Webcology. Thanks. I'm delighted to be here with you. It's uh, pretty late in uh, Hong Kong uh, the next day, so much earlier where you are. Well, you know, it's I always I always love speaking with you. It's always great having you on the show. But this is kind of a this is kind of a a, a special invite on the show because on Monday, on Monday May third at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific, you're airing. Your first, uh, your first episode of your own show on Webmaster Radio. That's right. I'm incredibly excited, and I've spread the word. I've got folks all over the world waiting to listen to it, so I'm really jazzed. It's called CEO Coach. It's all about the business of uh, running startups and entrepreneurship, not necessarily just uh, search technology, but all kinds of technology companies. It's about the kinds of things that we all face that as I say, things I would have given my left arm to have known about as I learned them many years ago. So I'm hoping to share stuff from hiring and firing to managing people to uh, finances, funding startups and growing them, uh, contracts and sales, all kinds of things. It's pretty exciting. Just give us a little sample. Um, what is one thing you wish you knew before getting into, uh, into online business? Well, let's see. One thing I really wished I had known was the concept of the RevShare project pricing model, for example. Uh, many people do affiliate work out there and listen to Webmaster Radio. The concept of RevShare work is similar. If the uh, client makes a buck, you get a corner off the dollar. The question is, how do you make those RevShare projects work? So I've got uh, templates that I use for uh, making those contracts, and they improved over time. Here's a tip that I thought about. What you have to figure out is whether or not the company you're about to make the deal with can actually grow at the rate you're going to make them grow. These customers will come to you with starry eyes, and they'll all say, oh, yes, 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 you're going to bring me 600% more business and so on, and you know that's what you're going to do with search marketing and uh, affiliate marketing work that you're about to do and so on. But the question is, can they really order the product? Do they have the staff to ship it? How's their customer service processes? Can they grow and scale, and do their banks have lines of credit waiting for them? If they can't do it, all your work is for naught. I wish I had known the kinds of touch points I was going to need with those kinds of clients in advance. So I'm going to share those. Uh, do, do CEOs have natural talents that make them CEOs, or can those talents be learned? A little of both, actually. I would say that the most successful companies in technology all have the same piece to them, technologists and the business people. Those that have both ends are successful. Those that only have one seem to be like one-legged stools. It really needs a businessman and a technologist, and the businessman's uh, purpose, even if it's a businesswoman, as I was, is to protect the technologist. Okay. Um... And I, I imagine that's that's part of the role you have at SEO Moss, the company you're most associated with. Um, that's correct. 
That's correct. That was my role for the longest time. I now have very busy people doing what I did uh, before when it was a smaller company. But that was the purpose. I managed all the business structure, things like uh, managing the cash flow, uh, creating contracts, making sure things were collected, uh, making sure bills were paid, and so on. Whether things were up, down, or otherwise, it was important that the technologist, in my case, Rand Fishkin, was focused on what's next. What are we constructing? What are the new ideas? How do we move the business forward? My job was to protect him from all of the other stuff that is required to run the business. And that's what CEO Coach is about. It's, it's, I mean, thinking about you, Jillian, it's difficult not to associate you with SEO Moz. You've been, mm-hmm. SEO Moz is such a, 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 a well-known company, has made such a big impact on the industry. But... Not to suggest that you're moving away from SEO Moz, but you've been involved in a number of other um, businesses and ventures um, over the last year. How yes, has your career and your life progressed? Well, at this point, as I said, there are very busy people doing what I used to do at SEO Moz, and I'm delighted to be the corporate evangelist for SEO Moz. I sit on the board of directors, of course, and I still carry the title of president. But that company is well in hand with Rand Fishkin at the helm, and I feel like I'm confident to run around the world and take care of other things. So certainly, I help to support other startups um, in many countries around the world with some informal advice, sometimes uh, with a board of advisor seat, uh, but mostly I've learned a great deal as I listen to these CEOs face issues about global growth and development, and now I'm delighted to be part of Webmaster Radio, uh, taking a look at what's next for my life, and I hope that's going to be sharing my experiences and helping others grow. You know, Forbes, Forbes.com just released a list of the 10 most beautiful cities in the world, and you were just recently in city number mm-hmm. three on that list, Sydney. Yes, I would agree wonderful city. Um, you know, I come from Seattle, Washington, and I was thinking the whole time I was there, we need to up our game in architecture. Sydney is absolutely amazing. You were there for the um, SMX Sydney. How, um, how different do you find the Australian market from the American market? I find it a little less sophisticated, uh, certainly growing very, very quickly. An interesting piece about Search Marketing Expo in uh, Sydney this last time is that there were actually three conferences going on concurrently. There was Search Marketing Expo with a lot of uh, you know fairly well-versed SEOs in the attendance. There was something called eMetrics, which is an analytics-driven uh, company or excuse me conference uh, run by Jim Stern, and there was another piece. It was called uh, Boot Camp. It was SEO Boot Camp or Search Marketing Boot Camp. That's also run by Barry Smith, who manages the SMX uh, project. But the boot camp he offered for free. So there were an awful lot of people who were very new to the field who had shown up to listen. Now, ordinarily, something that you pay nothing for is worth what you paid for. Nothing. People don't really care. They don't pay attention and so on. But this was an overflowing crowd of more than 100 people who came, sat for two full days on folding chairs, scribbling notes madly, asking questions, and being very engaged. So I was excited to see the growth of the interest in the industry. I have a feeling those people will be there in large numbers at SMX uh, Sydney next year as paying guests. Well, the next uh, conference where we know you're going to have a very a huge role to play is SMX Advanced in your, in your hometown in Seattle. What's uh, yeah. what are some of the things that attendees can expect at SMX Advanced? 
Well, SMX Vest, I think, is the uh, place where, you know, the white hats get together and, and talk about the algorithms and all the deep stuff that uh, gets into the technology of search. So that's a pretty exciting place to be. There are certainly a number of pieces that I thought were very interesting last year, including information about funding your technology company as well. So that was exciting. Um, I do think, uh, let's see, this year we're going to have a fairly good-sized booth for SEO Moz. We're looking forward to meeting a lot of people there. And we will have the post-SMX party. SEO Moz will be hosting their usual uh, annual event at the Garage in Seattle. So we're looking forward to hosting a lot of friends from SEO Moz there. As the uh, the industry is developing really rapidly, I mean, this, is, this has got to be one of the times of uh, most monumental change and growth in the industry. As, um, as people in the industry mature, as search marketers mature, how do you see somebody who's been running a SEM shop or an SEO shop transitioning, transitioning themselves from technologist into business owner or, or into CEO? Interesting idea. So moving from, you mean, an independent consultant, perhaps, to running a company, even a, for perhaps a small company or a regional company involved in search marketing. One of the things I'd say take a look at is the variety of tools and toys we've got in our box these days, mobile marketing, local uh, universal search, all kinds of things, online PR, managing news feeds and so on, are all the tools that we didn't have just a few years ago. So those things are going to become more interesting and more important as we move forward. Of course, the social graph is just eating the link graph. So again, it's not uh, just looking at inbound links or even internal links to your site as we looked in search for many years, and we continue to. Those are the good basics. But we've got to be looking at the social graph and how that affects what goes on in marketing online in general. So I would say if you're looking to transition from being an independent consultant to being a CEO of a small or even regional company of some size, you'd best get well-versed in all the tools out there and make a decision about whether you become a very tight specialist shop, which is more suited really to independent consulting, or whether you're going to get a breadth of knowledge and start hiring and training people who can manage these different sectors. So well, again, breadth of knowledge in new technology. Thinking of that breadth of knowledge, so the CEO's position, the, the, the person responsible for running you know, all facets of the company, how deep does yes. that individual's breadth of knowledge need to be? When it's a small company, incredibly deep. It took quite a while as I began, for example, my independent consultancy so many years ago, well before search marketing, of course, well before the Internet. Um, it took quite a while before I was able to hand off even one piece or a, a second piece in which I said, I really can't do this. I remember vividly the first day I went out, shook somebody's hand and said, yes, sir, we can do that. That's a huge <laughs> release, <laughs> right? I used to go out and just shake somebody's hand and say, yes, sir, I can do that. Go back and do it. Right? So moving, transitioning from that control in which you know everything to a place where you can trust others to know, that is a place that you have to get to as a CEO. But when it's a very tight company, you better be kind of the smartest guy in the room. You're going to have to hang your hands on it and know that the people you're training are doing a really good job. Don't leave that to chance. As you grow further, then you can afford folks who are at a very high level themselves, and you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be a web developer. You don't have to be a designer. You don't have to be an analytics expert and so on, but you do have to be an expert manager of people who know what they're doing. I think it was Ronald Reagan who said, I don't have to know all the answers, but I do have to know where to get them. 
Well, Jolene, it's it's quite late in Hong Kong, and you've been uh, most gracious with your time. I just have one last question for you, and um, sure. so describe the format of um, CEO Coach. Is, is this going to be a participatory show? You going to be um, engaging with the listeners in the audience? Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited about that. Uh, much of the uh, show will be done with a very good friend of mine named Nina Price. I've known Nina since I was seven years old, and we'll tell you all about it on the first CEO Coach Show coming up on May 3rd. Uh, again, it's noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, Nina is what she calls a hard-boiled MBA, and she's gone to the large enterprise organization route. I've been an entrepreneur all of my life. So between the two two of us, we have a, a breadth of knowledge of how people look at business, where you might be coming from as you start your own companies. We'll be talking back and forth about those experiences. We'll be interviewing other people uh, who have a specific vertical knowledge. I'll be bringing in people who are involved in insurance, uh, people who do funding, angel investors and VCs and stuff like that. I will not always have Nina on the show, but then again, when I'm traveling in crazy places, she will also be available to run the show in my absence. So we're looking forward to that repartee, which we've enjoyed for so many years and for sharing our knowledge. Definitely, we will be taking calls from the audience. We're hoping for serious participatory uh, engagement there. It's really radio 2.0. Everybody get together. Well, I mean, friends, you don't get this kind of information on any other network. Um, Jillian Musig. SEO mom, now CEO coach, with a show airing, uh, debuting Monday, May the 3rd uh, at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Jillian, thank you so much for your time today, and I can't wait to hear your show next Monday. Thanks, Jim. I'm really glad to be on your show, and I'll be looking forward to seeing you on mine. And that was Jillian Musig, SEO mom, CEO coach, and uh, our newest host here on the network on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, I promised controversy at the at the uh, bottom half of the hour, and I uh, tell the truth, but you're gonna have to wait for it because we gotta pay some bills here on Webmaster Radio. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Markman Media. Listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. We are coming back with Edward Lewis, Alan Blaywith, and. David Harry, and we're going to have some fun with some SEO controversy here on Webcology. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. 
staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's going to be a uh, fun segment because we have page one results, also known as Edward Lewis. Not Fred Rumsey, Edward Lewis. Uh, we have Alan Blywis and David Harry, a.k.a. The Gypsy. And I want to play a little game with you guys. I want to play some word association. I'm going to say a word or a name, and you guys are just going to say the first thing that jumps into mind. Charles Preston. Wise guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got wise guy. What Patsy, else we have? Patsy. I'll go with Patsy. <laughs> okay, wise guy and Patsy. Now, okay, for those, for those out there who are... Uh, aren't aware of the controversy who haven't been reading their spin. Charles Preston is a fellow who uh, took it upon himself to start a search engine optimization firm authentication service. And uh, he declared himself an expert SEO, set up the service, and it was actually, I think, one of our guests, Edward Lewis, who called him on at first saying, Dude, who are you? What are you doing? What gives you the the chops to set up a service? Um, Edward, did, was that you who uh, first went after Preston? I actually pinged him a few times on Twitter after someone sent me a DM saying, Edward, have you seen this? Okay. Um, well, what was he doing, and why did it offend you so? Well, he was apparently setting himself up as a verification body for the SEO industry. And okay. it looked like a one-man show. There was really no transparency on the site. The site itself just didn't have any authority to it whatsoever. Um, so I started asking some questions. I wanted to find out who the industry veterans were that he stated were behind it. And what, what did you find? I found Charles Preston being the only so-called industry veteran behind it. Okay, you took him to task. You uh, put a blog post up on, on your own blog at seoconsultants.com. And on. then others joined in. I guess, I guess your uh, blog post uh, made it to spin and got spun 
numerous times. I, I think I saw it in the triple digits last I looked. Um, and I think that's where uh, David and Alan come in because they picked up the ball and started running with it. Guys, what did what did you see in the whole Charles Preston saga? Go ahead, Alan. Okay, well, uh, for me, I took a look because I don't like even the notion of people pretending to be something they're not. It really gets under my skin, if you haven't noticed. And uh, I did my own digging, you know, so I could come to my own conclusions. Uh, and I, I felt it was I felt it was a pure scam. Now, it turns out that I since revised my own opinion after Charles has joined in the actual live discussion. But even now, I still feel that he was just trying to put one over on uh, unsuspecting consumers. And I, I think to a certain extent, I know, I've talked to Alan about this in, in, beforehand, and I, I spoke with Charles himself, too, as well as Alan did. Um, he he did pretty much, if any of us had given him reputation management, he would have, he's tried it really hard, whatever. Um, it, it sucked up a large portion of his life, and at the end of the day, this industry always has a drama, drama du jour, you know what I mean? He's forgotten as soon as top SEOs came along. He's gone, you know, out of memory, forget him. And, and, and you're, you know, you... How many other services are there like this? You know what I mean? You could spend all day with this stuff. But the industry loves a drama, then it goes away in a day or two. Well, that actually was my next question. How many other organizations or individuals are out there? Endless. Reporting endless. to... Endless. Yeah, it's okay, endless. So these guys are like... This, I have a these list. These guys are... Okay. Edward, you have a list. I have a list of about a hundred. <laughs> Only a hundred? Only a hundred. And those are the ones that I'm looking at individually and taking the time to research. I want to know if Edward's cloned well, himself yet. Okay, well, I got to ask if you have a list of a hundred different people out there doing this, why are you, why focus on Charles Preston or on top SEOs? Well, I didn't focus on Charles. I just I didn't do an article on the verified SEO service. That one just sprouted legs and took off. Um, top, <laughs> EO, top SEOs is a different animal altogether. Yeah, I think mine was the first uh, widely read article on Charles. Okay. But I've, I've actually um, since take, taken it down because I, I felt I went too far in my attack. Really? What, why did you feel that way? Well, again, I hadn't talked to him initially, so it was all purely based on my own opinion after reviewing what his site claimed and what research I had done on Google you know, and on the web for his background. And I didn't like what I had seen. Uh, but it was a case where there are times when my passion for wanting to clean up the SEO cesspool uh, goes too far in how I express that. So in this particular case, once Charles actually chimed in after he admitted that he tried to uh, uh, get he away underestimated. with it. He underestimated what he was doing, you know. Yeah. We've and, all done and, it. We've all done and, it. And and so I so I really had to reevaluate. Do I take my original article and just 
cross out a whole bunch of claims that I had made that I had changed my mind on and make it a completely butchered article or, or do I just take it down? And, and I personally, I felt that it was appropriate to take it down. Mind you, that article still exists. It's just in private mode so that if Charles ever does turn out to be the person I originally thought, I'll bring it back to life. Yeah, I, I didn't take ours down on the bullshit blog uh, because it was written by someone other than me and I'm respecting their um, editorial rights. Um, but I did talk to the guy and I, you know, personally didn't follow up on anything as far as, you know, he was a fairly uh, apologetic and he was trying his butt off. He was everywhere I went, he was making comments on every post about him. He was defending himself. He really went to task. And uh it's unfortunate because, once again, there's a hundred other companies out there doing stupid things, right? So, like you said, wh who do we pick them out as? And why are we doing it? Alan and I talked about it as writers. Are, are you doing it for the attention or, or what, what is the motivation behind it? That comes into play, too, is your own editorial integrity, right? Yeah. When you're, you're just feeding the mob, you know, the mob just gets into it. And by next week, you know, he was gone and top SEOs. And I, I told Alan before we came on this, I said, mark my words, 10 days from now, there'll be something else. And we'll forgotten about top SEOs, you know. So that's a bigger problem, I think, with the industry is, is I think one of the best comments I read during the, the, the stuff with, with that guy was, was someone said, oh, it's nice to see SEOs still eat their young. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, uh, it's after 10 years, man. I'm like, yeah, it's a fact. Because it's always a drama. Someone's always, it'll be replaced, you know. Well, I mean, you bring up a, an interesting point there in that it will be replaced and that, and that there are so many, you know, quote-unquote verification and, and, and judgment services out there. Would it not be the responsibility then of the, the community? And, and I mean, this in and of itself would be a task to actually and, and create that's, and that's an the problem, actual though, verification you know what I mean? service, it, one that uh, actually would work. You know, as well as anyone, that, that whole standards and that whole, that starts to lump into all that again. And that's one of the, yeah. the undying discussions in the SEO world. So. Yeah, you know, I, but at what point can we start grading, judging, outing people, you know, the unspoken never out rule and all this crap that goes on, but the writers are the ones who have to take the responsibility, meaning you, me, Alan, we're the ones who have to, you know, because they, we're just putting the crap out there and, the, and everyone feeds off of it and we realize as writers in the months later that no one really cared. They just like well, to see you go off, they like to see you go off on someone. Well, well, for me, it's not about whether anybody cares. Ultimately, as I had mentioned to you earlier, Dave, before this show, I was blogging about things like this for two years before anybody ever started reading my blog, and I didn't do it, you know, back then for for the for the drama or the draw, and I don't do it today for the draw. While I I might write sensational headlines to get people's attention what I write in my articles is truly based on my passion and about caring you know and uh, at the same time though after I went through the the introspective process with the article I did on Charles and and that whole verified SEO thing I've, I've given more care to what I write about so with top SEOs as much as it may appear to some people that I'm in pure attack mode in my own articles, I'm very careful to make sure that what I communicate isn't just based on my opinion as much as it is based on the, the accumulated information that's out there. Yeah, and, and like you, I agree. I think top SEOs is a completely different issue than, than, than poor Charles, you know? Well, you know, I, 
we broached the subject. We may as well jump into it. Um, Alan, earlier today you published Top SEOs Apologizes Legit or More Deceptive Business. Um, yes. Let's let's start at the beginning. Let's recap the issue with uh, top SEOs. Um, I guess it started when um, Edward started asking questions about their uh, their methods for you know selecting who they're recommending and who they aren't recommending, and then this one mushroomed like a cloud into uh, well the way that they actually give referrals. Um, Charges of deception and client poaching. And, um, well, why don't we just take it from there? Um, Alan, you actually spoke with Jeeve Tricka, the, one of the owners of uh, Top SEOs. What was, uh, what was your impression walking away from that conversation? Yeah, my impression, well, let me pa- <laughs> pause before I just jump out and, and, and give my opinion here. Uh, okay. Not this morning's article, but the article I wrote Monday where I detailed that interview with Jeeve pretty much sums it up. You know, uh, I think he actually believed that it was perfectly acceptable to conduct deceptive business practices for financial gain. That's my belief. Uh, Whether it's fact or not is a whole different matter, but it is my belief it was my belief before I spoke with him personally, and it crystallized in my conversation with him. But I also talked about it in that article where I think that's a societal reality for many business owners who think that ethics don't matter in business. And, and, and so that, that's where I come from with the whole top SEO thing. Well, it's a okay. Just to take the devil's advocate point of view, it's a free market, a free economy. He has a referral service. Where's the where is the lack of ethics? Clearly, where's the lack of ethics? It, yes, That's a loaded question. Oh boy, totally. you know, Edward, you want to take this on? I uh, we could go on for the next hour and a half, listing, detailing, and referring to other people who have confirmed both from in our industry and people who will look to hire people in our industry, how top top SEOs has conducted themselves in very unethical ways all along. So, Edward? I guess, Edward, the floor is yours. Um, I don't think... How is top SEOs acting unethically? I think it's the, the presentation of the services, and it's not only top SEOs here, it's the membership also and the way that they're advertising this whole rankings process, the whole badging process. I mean, you've got people out there with banners claiming they're the number one SEO in the world. They just had a show at Internet World Expo where a UK SEO showed up with a booth that was plastered with top UK SEO, number one SEO company, as rated by UK top SEOs. Again, there's not enough time in this show to really explain everything that's going on. Hopefully we can refer people to all the documents that are online where there are screenshots and pretty pictures and graphs that explain it all. Okay. Um, 
This is, this is this is like that WKRP episode where the guy's holding up the pictures in the grass to the microphone. Um, there was one case where I remember quite clearly reading in the comment section at Spin um, from one. I think it was Jeff. It was comments on one of your articles, Edward. Okay. Um, where a referral that was supposed to go to one company was actually sent to another company. Now, luckily, these companies knew each other and were on good relations, so not a lot of harm but in that relationship. But does, does this happen frequently, and why? That was, actually, I didn't bring that, that was TKG um, that got involved there, and it brought in another company, Sage Marketing, and from what I understand, there was a slight misunderstanding, but I'm taking that one at face value at the moment. Um, at, at this time, anyone who's involved with top SEO is a suspect. I don't care who it is. Is it possible that people could be involved with top SEOs and, um, well, no, either not know it or not know that they're involved in what others might see as a deceptive business? I believe that's absolutely true to to what degree we don't know. But one of the, I problems, that I, one of the problems that I called out is that while some people in our industry might have joined their program innocently, Ultimately, when it comes down to it, I don't believe there are any victims on the SEO industry side in that regard. I think it's our responsibility to do the proper research and to really consider what the ethical ramifications are. And too many people don't do that. They just see it as a marketing spin opportunity, and they're willing to pay, and that's wrong. Why do people put such faith in authentic in? SEO authentication services like like who's putting faith in these companies anyway? Small businesses without a budget. <laughs> Lots of people, I'm guessing. You know, someone no, is well, because 23 cases of printed visibility magazine just arrived in the in the U.S. from India on February or in February, and I'm going to estimate that to be about 10,000 plus printed magazines. They're going somewhere. And they're most likely going to CEOs, top level, decision makers, etc. Uh, just to note, Visibility Magazine is a print publication associated with the same company, that's the uh, same parent company as Top SEOs. Um, and you can find a copy at pretty much every major trade show. Um, if 10,000 were just shipped in, I'd imagine many of them are going to, say, SMX, SES, AdTech, etc. Um, how, this is, uh, what, what, what I get really curious about, I, I think, um, David earlier said, uh, the drama du jour, the drama of the day. How does the SEO community police itself, and is this a very effective means? I think, I think the press release, I think the press release that Jeeve put out yesterday, uh, shows that the way this unfolded has some effect. Now, obviously, I don't think any of us that have been calling for heads to roll really believes that what they claim in their press release is going to be achieved to a level that's sufficient enough to compensate for the damage they've done and the deception they put forward. But it shows that they had to do something in a public way to, to counter what's been going on. So I think it's 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 
good in that regard, but I don't think it's it's enough at all because the people that we need to reach the most are the business owners who need to evaluate who to hire and who to who to contract out to. Yeah, and, and speaking even more back to the, the the larger question, it this I think what it does show this situation is is when it's important to pick the fights. Um, you look at uh, Rhea doing the, the SEO trademark. She fought that one. Um, you've got Alan and 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 <coughs> excuse me, sorry, our, Alan and Edward. They're fighting the whole this guy. And these are bigger situations where it might actually have some sort of effect. But what I meant by drama du jour is more that you know we're gonna you know Jeremy's kicking up dust today with SEO people and why I hate them and you know yeah, there's always gonna be something. Events. Yeah, it well, yeah, yeah, or you know, or or Aaron will go after Jason, or you know, whatever. It all just it all that's something that we do. So I think what we learned, if you if you juxtapose the two of them, you take uh, Preston and and you take the the top SEOs, they both pretty much got the same viral treatment and 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 venom and what have you. But one probably wasn't worth it because it was just a poor small businessman who got roasted and he's got a family to feed. Whereas a big company like this that's doing blatantly wrong things makes more sense. When Bria went after the trademark guy, she spent some $17,000. It makes more sense. So, you know, picking and fighting when we have drama might be a better idea than a jump on every drama because, you know, we're bored this week. Well, earlier in the in our conversation, the chat room, and chat room is totally buzzing with this conversation, by the way. Um, but earlier, somebody asked, when is Sempo going to get brought into the conversation? And oh, should no, Sempo have a role? <laughs> no, that's, that's, come on. That's as old as the drama. That's as old as SEO sucks and SEO is dead. The Sempo discussion. I, even when we were talking SEO BS last time, we did even touch on Sempo. And that's a can of worms. You know, anyone who's been around for a while knows that. You know, it has to be somebody with with a rep. There's cliques. You know what I mean. If you have a representative from every clique in SEO at the table, then you might get somewhere. I don't know. No, I, I've got an article in the works that's been unfolding for quite a while, but it's going to take a lot more because the reality is, Sempo isn't quite as severely damaging to our industry as top SEOs is. Um, but nevertheless, Sempo's got some serious flaws that have been discussed to one degree or another over the years. Uh, I'm going at it with a new angle, and I'm looking yeah, probably a lot of even flaws. Though you got to get every camp to buy in. You know what I mean? You got the Mazers and the Bookers, and the, you know what I mean. You got all these camps. You got to get everyone bought in to the process to ever make it work. You know, everyone's got to be behind it, or you know, or at least a large. Okay, well. Yeah. Uh, earlier earlier this week, Sempo announced uh, its new board of directors, and presiding over Sempo is Chris Bogues, who has made at least two attempts in his career to introduce some concept of standards or uh, 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 an ethical line for, for search marketers. Who? With Chris Bogues. So with a guy like Chris presiding over Sempo, is there a chance to see some... Organizational unlikely, form. unlikely. Some of the people I know call them uh, one, you know, one G SEOs, and you know, first, second generation, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I don't think a lot of the newer sets is represented. So it <clears throat> it does seem a bit more of an old boys club. Okay, well, you know, Straco is offering his patented six hundred dollar a month certification. Um, what about newer SEOs? Michael Straco, well known guy of great yep. repute. In um, <laughs> all schools, you, you'd want New a respected Jersey. link builder like Deborah Mistaller or someone like that. You know, you'd want people from different areas that are respected in different places that bring a crowd with them. 
You know what I mean? You can't just anoint a king and say, these are the kings we should all follow. That's just not how this industry works. Anytime this conversation comes up, it kind of does box off into little camps. You know? um, I don't see it happening. I'm sorry? I don't see it happening anytime soon. Likewise. Yeah, no, neither do I. <laughs> We're in well, agreement, all right, guys. <laughs> I guess the that industry, up the, the industry uh, has already uh, proven that it's self-regulating and it can take care of itself. It does not need any sort of body babysitting it. Where's does Michael anybody Martin? speak for Where's the Michael industry Martin in general? Well, you, you guys. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to overtalk each other when we're all in different parts of the continent. But uh, between the three of you, can you see anyone who speaks for the industry? Yeah, I, I, go ahead, Edward. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have a list of names that, if if anything like this were to ever come together, there's a list of names that I have that I could see making this happen. Yeah, the problem I, I, is I've, I've it, done the mental exercise as well. There, there are people, but you'd need a hand, a bunch of them on board. So, well, I got a problem with the concept of what we're talking about, though. I think it's more important to discuss what's the purpose of this group or entity. That's what it comes down to. We we can't we can't be about setting quote unquote standards for for what. Uh, Call it guidelines if you want. It, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. As long as it's a respected body that has a set of papers and no one's making money from it, it's it's our gift to the industry as people who love it, you're good to go. And you have the right camps and everyone in line, you know what I mean? At least to a certain everyone has a say and an input. You know, I don't care and what you call it. I think the word standards is what it, screws it everyone up because everyone starts giving you the technical, well, standards means this and this industry and this right. and that. Well, fine, call yeah. it freaking guidelines. Call it poop if you want. I don't care. But if you have the right people on board all working towards a common goal, you'd get somewhere. I think you it know, needs but, to be more that, about I, I think it needs to be more about standing up for the ethics and, and communicating to the public. Yeah, and there are simple things like 301 redirects, HD access. There's things we do know we can put fucking facts on. You know what I mean? We they, You can't get into you can't standardize link building per, per se or link bait. But you can with certain parts of SEO that are technical. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I think Michael Straco in our chat room just summed it up the best. And I'm, I'm afraid on this note, we're, we're going to have to call it a day. We're, we're out of time here. But uh, Michael writes, how about this? The entire industry just keep their heads down and do, the, do their best for their clients that they possibly can. Then we wouldn't have issues. Just shut up. Do the damn thing. If your work's good, you're going to profit. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to shut up as long as I see serious serious damage being done by others. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> you guys can have the ranting, Sammy. It's all yours. Greco's from New Jersey. That explains his rant. Yeah, give up. Well, gentlemen, um, Edward Lewis from SEO Consultants, David Harry, a.k.a. The Gypsy, throw your URL in here, please. Okay. And um, Alan Blaywith. Um, also, it's Blaywith, your- Blaywith, damn it. Ah, well, it could be Smith or Smythe. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on Webcology today. It's been, a, it's been a really fun show. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up on, uh, on Affiliate Marketing Insider, we have, I'm just trying to pull up the information now. It's going to be a totally interesting show because Mark Roth from OfferMobi is going to discuss the launch of the OfferMobi Affiliate Network 
Uh, coming up after that, we have Office House with Vanessa Fox and a whole bunch of other fine programming. Stay tuned to webmasterradio.fm, and Dave and I will be back next week. <laughs>